Kapuna Wiki was previously recorded. Welcome to Kapuna Wiki, Hawaii's senior resource, the radio show that helps you find answers on important topics like finances, senior housing, estate planning, real estate, health, and much more. Now let's join Kapuna Wiki hosts, Brandon Lau and Andrew Leon. Aloha and welcome to the Kapuna Wiki radio show. This month we are talking about senior finances and in studio we have Michelle Tucker, partner and co-founder of 3D Wealth Advisors. Kupuna Wiki is Hawaii's senior resource. We talk to the best local professionals in the state regarding topics such as real estate, senior housing, estate planning, finance, and health, so our Kupuna families can find the best resources in the midst of a life transition. We strive to make sure our seniors are informed to support it every step of the way. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Brandon Lau. And I'm Kyle Sombrero, your host for the Kupuna Wiki radio show. If you've missed any of our shows on the air, uh, Kapuna Wiki Radio Show is available as a podcast and can be found on both Spotify, Apple, and Podbean for your listening pleasure. Our title sponsor for today is Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors, providing you with the best real estate information so that you can make the most informed decisions. As they like to say, real estate is about choice. To contact them, call 808-753-9033. And now we have a real estate tip of the week brought to you by Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors. Today's tip is buy a house in an area you know. You should love the neighborhood and not just the home. Feeling unsure about the neighborhood and not knowing the area could be a big red flag for home buyers. For more tips on buying your next home, contact Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors at 808-753-9033. Again, today we have the pleasure of speaking with Michelle Tucker. She is uh, the, a partner and co-founder of 3D Wealth Advisors, as well as some other companies which she'll, she'll share. Uh, but welcome, Michelle. Thank you for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Now, uh, Michelle, you have a wealth of experience, and as I alluded to earlier, there are other companies that you helped to f- uh, found in Hawaii, uh, many of which are very well known, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are aware of them. Uh, so maybe you can share um, you know, a little bit about your journey uh, in the finance industry, founding these businesses, and how you arrived at to where you are now? Well, um, I mean, at the very beginning, I was in high school, and I got a job as a messenger in a small law firm. Okay. And um, then when I went to college, I was a PE major, but they kept me on at the law firm, and um, they had me do bookkeeping. So even though I was a PE major to begin with, I took some accounting classes, enjoyed the accounting classes, changed my major, became a CPA, and with the exposure to being in a law firm, then I went on to law school and became a lawyer. Wow. And um, the first firm that I founded was with my partner, Judith Sterling. We founded Sterling and Tucker CPAs. Mm -hmm. And... um, both of us realized that most people, yes, they need to do their taxes, but they also have needs that are law-related, starting a business and doing estate planning. Mm-hmm. So we both went to law school and, uh, and together, actually, and started um, Sterling & Tucker, the law firm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then eventually I realized that there was another aspect that was missing, which is financial planning and investment advice. Uh, Most people need a little bit of that, too. So um, about 20 years later, we we started an investment advisory firm 
Wow. And um, that's the full sort of package that now exists. And, um, you know, each company is distinct and separate by, mm-hmm. by law. They have different licenses, and all the employees there typically have one license or another. But their services are very related mm-hmm. and interrelated, mm-hmm. and they also share a strong culture of caring and kindness that mm-hmm. helps um, make our clients comfortable right. and coming back as needed. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Now, which one of these three is is really w- the one that you love the most? Well, I love the um, financial planning business the most. Okay. Because those clients come back year after year, twice a year, mm-hmm. and I just get very close with them. Right. Um, so um, and so I I have a with estate planning you have to do the estate plan and they remain your clients but you don't see them for a long time mm-hmm. so and when you, they do come back it's nice to see them but you then you have to find some more people to do estate plans for so it's a it's a less intimate um, than the financial planning side and uh, right that's a, a relationship that lasts for life once they are a financial planning client they stay with us Sounds like relationships are is a big part of your emphasis in your service. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. We're very people oriented, not transaction oriented. You know, I think it's so cool though how your training to actually start these companies started from when you were a young person growing up and like you said, you're a messenger in a, a law firm, right? And yep. then you <laughs> And you change it from being a PE, meaning physical education. PE major. So accounting. That's, that's a it's 180. Right. Yep, yep. <laughs> but it was the right move, apparently. It was the right, yeah. Right? It just couldn't have been better. And, you know, just this past February, um, I received the greatest honor, I think, mm-hmm. in my life. I've, I've received many awards for knowing a lot of things. Right. But I've never been honored that McKinley High School inducted me into their Hall of Honor. That's great. And uh, that's that was more special than anything. Mm. But I did also raise four children, and they're special, too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> of course. <laughs> now, are, are your children, are they all here locally or involved in maybe a similar line of work? Or no, none of them. They're all here. Okay, okay. Yeah, they are all here, but none of them chose any of those three lines mm. of work. So, okay. but... Uh, well, they're, they've diversified. They have diversified. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us a little about your 3D Wealth Advisors firm. Uh, that's what we're focusing on today. And how did that come about? And um, you know, what's changed since you since the inception of it? Well, you know, estate planning, as I was saying earlier, it's very important that you do your estate planning. But right. it's also important that you not just prepare for when you die, but also that you prepare for your own life, mm-hmm. especially in retirement. Mm-hmm. So most of us are busy working and maybe don't need a lot of advice. But when it comes to retirement, you know, that's a whole different phase of life. That oh, we, yeah. There's no, no training in how to go about that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do at 3D Wealth Advisors. Mm. And uh, is it uh, a smaller boutique firm or are you folks seeking to grow right now? Well, it is a small firm. Um, you know, there are two C- CFPs. Okay. Um, but to perpetuate the firm, you have to be in this business, in this mm-hmm. world, you have to be affiliated with a larger organization because you need 
the encryption software and the cybersecurity, and you need continuous updates on compliance. Mm -hmm. So uh, we actually merged the firm with a company out of Chicago. So we get the benefit of an affiliation with a large company that is on the cutting edge of whatever. Right, right. But, but they allow us to remain local, which most of our clients don't want cutting edge anything. Yeah. They just mm -hmm. want the tried and true. They just want good service. Basically. Good service yeah. and yeah. risk management. Risk management, right. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you must have grown with your clients uh, through the years, and so today we're going to talk about um, the various stages of retirement planning. So it's neat that you, as you mentioned, you developed these intimate relationships, so you've kind of seen some of your clients through these different stages, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. And, and they're all somewhat different in their own way. They are. Yeah. And, you know, um, I was teaching a class at through the outreach program at UH on retirement planning, and mm -hmm. inevitably they would say, gosh, I wish I'd known this information when <laughs> I was 30. Yeah. Um, and and the only, there are two things, you know, retirement planning should not begin at the age of 60. Mm -hmm. um, and I think young people are realizing this and starting to contribute to 401ks yep. really mm -hmm. early on. And so that's what you need to do when you're young. There's two things you need to know okay. about retirement planning. One is to start saving as early as possible, even if it's a very small amount, mm -hmm. and to make good investment decisions with that money. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when you retire, you're going to have Social Security, but Social Security will pay maybe one-third of what you need mm -hmm. to live on, mm -hmm. and the rest has to come from a pension, which hardly anybody has anymore, mm -hmm. or their savings. Right. And if the rule of thumb is if, if you know, you're have been earning 60000 and you need that in retirement. The math is easy for that number. It might not be uh, sufficient for most people to mm -hmm. live on these days, right. but let's just stick with 60. Okay. So one-third would be Social Security, and two-thirds, unless you have a pension, that would have to come from your portfolio. Okay. And to withdraw that $40,000 every year without depleting the principal, why, you'd need about a million dollars. And that's a lot of money to save, but it's possible as long as you save early mm -hmm. and let that compound, the growth compound, and then make sure you're investing that money wisely. Right. I think the, the key is investing wisely. Key is investing. <laughs> and thankfully, you know, if you're in a company with a 401k, they do a lot of due diligence on the providers of the mutual funds in there. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you add them together and count on the, the employer to – vet those firms so you don't jump out of your investments when the market drops right right and you know you and regret it later and regret it's <laughs> tough but you do have to do this we are talking with michelle tucker uh, she is the a partner and co-founder of 3d wealth advisors and when we come back uh, we're going to talk more about the stages of retirement planning We'll be back with more Kupuna Wiki right after this. Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors assists clients in buying and selling their homes by striving to create an easy and seamless transition. With multiple awards spanning most transactions of the year, client service award, and being in the top 100 realtors, Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors wants to provide you with excellent service and care when making a major life decision. Over the years, their agents have greatly enjoyed serving each and every one of their clients as if they were family. 
Whether you're a first-time homeowner or a senior, they understand the challenges and complexities of the real estate process and want to help you every step of the way. Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors wants to provide you with the most information so you can make the best decision. Because as they like to say, real estate is about choice. Contact Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors today for a free in-person property valuation by calling 753-9033 or email them clientservice at choicehi.com. Welcome back to Kupuna Wiki on AM 690, The Answer. If you're just joining us, we are talking with Michelle Tucker. Uh, she is a partner and co-founder of 3D Wealth Advisors, and we're talking about the stages of retirement planning. So how many stages are there, Michelle? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> well, I think it's, um, you know, when you're young, before you retire, it's about saving and investing, mm -hmm. and you have to monitor that. Right. It's just that at some point you need to, well, let's say when you're 55, that, let's say that's 10 years before retirement. Now it's time to see how well you've done with the saving because mm -hmm. now you only have 10 more years to make a difference. So if you, And hopefully maybe your mortgage is paid off, your kids are out of school. So that money that you were spending on those things, you can ramp up and put them in towards savings. Okay. So at 55, you really have to get serious. Okay. Take stock and make some changes. Okay. So pre-55... And then 55. And then 55. And yeah. then you, you know, so you set some new targets, and then five years later, maybe at 60, mm -hmm. um, now you have to get serious about what retirement is going to cost you. Mm. So everybody has a different sense of what retirement looks like, yeah. and some lifestyles are more expensive than others. Like, do you want to do a lot of traveling, or do you want to just read? You have a <laughs> <laughs> which isn't very expensive. Or go back to school, <laughs> which might be expensive. Yeah. But uh, and uh, you know, do you have a busy social life that might be more expensive? Do you have parents and children who depend on you still? For mm -hmm. yeah? are you going to remodel your home? Or are you going to downsize? Are you going to move to the mainland? All these things, you know. So you have to zero in on you know. Do I have to enough to retire? Well, how much do you want to spend? That's right. And then you reassess now, once again, how okay. does your savings match up with your spending expectations? Right. So that retirement goal plan comes into play there. You know, Michelle, I, th this is wonderful, and I, I wish there was something on our Apple Watches or something that would remind us, at 55, what are your <laughs> – <laughs> assess your finances at 60, yeah. you know. But I, I think the problem is we never ask ourselves these questions. That's right. Right? <laughs> yes. And the, we end up just going through life. And since we're not asking these questions, we don't really have the solutions. Mm -hmm. So how does one actually proactively and intentionally plan? You, you know, um, aside from seeing Michelle twice a year. Aside make sure from that you're reminding <laughs> Well, all I've asked you so far is to save and invest right, okay. for the first 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you do that right, uh, well, you, you know, you read a lot okay. about you know, but, yeah. but it's like anything else. You might think you know everything, but the problem is you don't know what you don't know. Right. And there, that's why it is important to have an advisor. And right. You know, once upon a time, anybody could call themselves a financial planner. Mm -hmm. And so 
you know, seeing a financial planner, maybe you didn't really have somebody qualified. Mm -hmm. There's no criteria for what that is. Mm -hmm. But now with the CFP, the Certified Financial Planner Board, they're taking it under their, uh, you know, kuleana because mm -hmm. the states don't regulate financial planning. Mm -hmm. They have decided the public needs exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. They need people like that you can – that fit the advice for you and guide right. you all the way. Little, it doesn't take much to keep you on the right track. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're dedicated to that. Yeah. And, and they're, so they're bringing standards to the financial planning community so that the public can be well served. You know, I did hear about, I guess, a CFP designation. But wasn't that always something that existed? Um, no. Oh. No, it okay. is... Um, you know, there's always financial planners, but there's right. no definition. Right. And so several years ago, some financial planners said, we need to be professional. Mm. We need to define what it means. They need to have standards. Standards of performance, a disciplinary board, and that's okay. what CF, the CFP board does. Okay. So it is relatively new. It is relatively new profession, mm -hmm. in, uh, practice standards. Right. And some states are looking into maybe they should regulate mm. financial planners. Interesting. Well, you know, let's say our listeners find themselves in the later stage of retirement planning. So uh, maybe some of them were diligent in the first 30 years to save and invest. Maybe some of them were kind of late bloomers. But let's say they're 65 plus. Okay, so maybe they have another 10 years potentially of, of working. Maybe, <laughs> if they're healthy. <laughs> but uh, at, at that stage in the game, and after taking stock of their resources, uh, what are things that they should be looking at? Well, okay. So it is, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to work forever. Okay. So unfortunately, you know, when you ask people, when are you going to retire? Most of them say they're going to work longer. But then when you ask them, what time did you actually retire? Surprise, surprise. It Something got in sooner. the way, and mm -hmm. it had to. So be conservative about your estimates on how long right. you can be productive. I guess some of these might be unexpected health challenges, right? That's right, or yeah. the loss of a job, you know, become, you know, obs your job becomes obsolete. Right. I mean, things change so fast these days, it's hard to... So although I said maybe working till 75, yeah. maybe be a more conservative. <laughs> well, at least in your savings. Yeah, in your savings, okay. Okay. Um, uh, and then, I mean... Before you retire, uh, I think we've kind of covered um, 30 to 55 and then doing a little something there at, at 55 and again at 60. Mm -hmm. Let's assume 65 remains your retirement goal. And, um, 18 months before you retire, let's put it that okay. way. Now you should be looking at um, those decisions that you have to make when you separate from service. Okay. So here you have to decide how you're going to take your vacation pay if you have un unpaid vacation pay or, or sick leave, um, what pension decisions you're going to make, you know, survivor benefits, mm -hmm. um, and um, how you're going to replace your medical insurance. Mm -hmm. uh, will there, your spouse be covered for medical insurance? When should you sign up for Social Security? Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of these decisions... Once you make them, you can't change them, so you need to give them careful consideration to hmm. the options and make sure you don't regret them. Right, right. And uh, I, I see a lot of people making 
I think when they're at this point of their retirement career or retirement planning, I do see a lot of them getting into the details of all these different areas. So I guess it's just by necessity, right? By hey, nece- yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's coming up. I have to make decisions now just because I'm going to be retiring in two years or what have you. Yep, right? yep, yep. What if you're self-employed? I feel I have a feeling a lot of um, the current uh, retirees, some a lot of them are self-employed and they feel like they can work forever, you know. But uh, what what are some advice or words of wisdom you would have for those people who are self-employed? Well, remember I'm a financial planner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means we have to be prepared okay. for the okay. unexpected. Um, so uh, it's just like people say, well. You know, I'm not going to live till 80. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to live till 75, so I can spend all my money. You know, we have to plan for the worst and right. hope for the best. Yeah, hope for the mm-hmm. best. So, um, yeah, they can work forever mm-hmm. as long as they can. Mm-hmm. But um, let's say you're saying, well, you should consider this instead of your idea of working forever. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, um, you want to be able to retire mm-hmm. at any time. You don't want to have to work when you get older. Right. So think of it that way. Yes, get ready to re- make it so that you can retire at any time and then work forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you're safe. Right. And I guess if you're self-employed, you may consider things like, well, what's the exit strategy for your business, right? Well, that and would be great if you could... You know, and how do you transfer some of those assets into something for personal use, you know, if it's not being sold with the business? So I guess those are things that you would help them with as well. Yeah, 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 but hopefully not at the very end when they haven't thought about anything. That's true. Yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah. The, the succession plan was 10 years in, in progress, right, before they actually That's right, transition. because that's how long it takes yeah. to find somebody who will carry on your business. But, mm-hmm. but that would be a great solution that you mentor them along, and then they work for, you know, less while you get maybe some of the right. And there's a benefit. transition. <laughs> there's, there's a, a tra- tipping right. point where it goes the other way yep. at some point. That's right. That's, yeah. A, yeah. that's trickier. I don't know. Is there anything these days, you know, we're, we're in a different economic environment right now. I think people are um, uh, cautiously optimistic about things. You know, they're thinking, okay, maybe the worst of inflation is behind us. The worst of the interest rate hikes are behind us. Um, I can breathe a little bit, but yet they're not sure with, you know, banks not doing too well, you know, how how the overall econ- economy is going to do. Mm-hmm. So they're cautiously optimistic, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything at this point that some of your clients are asking you, which you've been sharing with them, you know, as far as advice or, you know, planning, planning scenarios? Um, well, you know, um, this environment causes people to fear investing. Right. Right. They need to get all their money and put it in cash. Um, now, that has never been a long-term out, good outcome. Right. Uh, it is true that because of times like this, when the stock market is unpredictable and you just need to be able to leave it alone, mm-hmm. but you still need to withdraw money from your portfolio. Mm-hmm. So ahead of times like this, that's where you assess how much 
safe money should you have? Right. Mm -hmm. And you should normally have maybe five years of safe money. Safe money would be cash and also bonds. Now, bonds did disappoint us. Right. Because of the interest, but we saw that coming, mm -hmm. so we could have kept the interest of the term of the bonds really short mm -hmm. to mitigate the loss in principal on the bonds. But the safe money, you got to you got to do something with your money, and even not investing is a risk because that's called losing safely. It's yep. safe money in the bank, but it's losing seven percent a year if that's the rate of inflation. So right. you have to you have to be optimistic. Yeah. Uh, you know, this might last five years where the market doesn't grow, but you have the cash. Use that. Leave the other stuff alone because when it takes off, if history is any indication, it will take off and you'll be You don't want to be left behind. You, that's right. <laughs> the biggest emotion in investing is regret. Oh, not having stayed in. Yes. Or not gotten in in the first place. Well, that is a gem of wisdom. Thank, Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> uh, we've been talking with Michelle Tucker, and she is a partner and co-founder of 3D Wealth Advisors. And Michelle, I'd love to go on longer, but we do have a, a limited time here. So if anyone wanted to reach out to you to discuss with you their personal situation and they wanted your advice, um, how can they connect with you? Well, we... Um we recommend you just call us up. We're a very user-friendly office. You call us up, make an appointment. We meet with you, just get to know you, see if you know you'd like to work with us, and whether our services would be suitable for you. And um, you know, if you wanted to go to the next appointment, that was would be complimentary too. We have a very, um, very easy onboarding easy on, process. Yeah, yeah, easy onboarding process. Yeah. That's great. What's what's the number they might be able to uh, Our phone to? number is 808-791-1444. And website, you just Google 3D Wealth 3D Wealth Advisors, Advisors uh, .com. That's easy enough. Again, we're talking with Michelle Tucker, uh, partner and co-founder of 3D Wealth Advisors. Uh, thank you so much for what you're doing in helping our kupuna and our community. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Coming up next, we have our Kupuna Wiki Classic Trivia. We'll be back with more Kupuna Wiki right after this. Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors assists clients in buying and selling their homes by striving to create an easy and seamless transition. With multiple awards spanning most transactions of the year, client service award, and being in the top 100 realtors, Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors wants to provide you with excellent service and care when making a major life decision. Over the years, their agents have greatly enjoyed serving each and every one of their clients as if they were family. Whether you're a first-time homeowner or a senior, they understand the challenges and complexities of the real estate process and want to help you every step of the way. Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors wants to provide you with the most information so you can make the best decision. Because as they like to say, real estate is about choice. Contact Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors today for a free in-person property valuation by calling 753-9033 or email them client service at choicehi.com. Welcome back to Kupuna Wiki on AM 690, The Answer. Thank you to all the participants who called into last week's Kupuna Wiki trivia. And last week's question was, this is the only official what in the U.S. that had electricity years before the White House? The answer is... Iolani Palace, the only official royal palace in the U.S. 
was completed by King David Kalakaua in 1882 and featured electric lights, indoor plumbing, and a telephone. The White House didn't have electrical wiring un installed until 1891. And now this week's Kapuna Wiki Trivia is sponsored by 3D Wealth Advisors. This week's trivia is the islands of Molokai and Lanai do not have these. For a chance to win a Lawn's gift card, be the first person to call us with the correct answer at 808-792-5188. Again, we'd like to thank this segment sponsor, Cheney Brooks Choice Advisors, providing you with the best real estate information so that you can make the most informed decisions. As they like to say, real estate is about choice. To contact them, call 808-753-9033. Thank you again for joining us on the Kapunwiki Radio Show, Hawaii's senior resource, we shout to make sure our seniors are informed and supported every step of the way. Again, I'm Brandon. And I'm Kyle. And we'll see you back next time on the Kupuna Wiki Radio Show. You've been listening to the Kupuna Wiki Radio Program. If you'd like more information about today's topics, please call us at 792-5188. That's 792-5188. Or visit us online at kupunawiki.com. Until next time, aloha. The preceding program was sponsored by Kupuna Wiki, Hawaii's senior resource.